This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. You win a talent show. You're in this band for eight years. You tour stadiums filled with 30,000 people, mm-hmm. like like elderly homes, schools across across your community. And then what? What happens next? Right. How do we, journey? So how do we get there? Right. So like in between that whole kind of band, you know, I guess time period, um, I graduated high school, couldn't afford college, had no idea what I was going to do. I was like homeless because I was like kind of in and out of living with different friends and things like that. Um, I don't come from a lot of money. Let's put that out there. So um, I ended up working at a recording studio in my hometown. Like one of my friends from school had like done some engineering sessions there. And I was like, okay, let me just go over there and see what I can like do. So I met uh, the owner of the studio. His name was Carlos Garcia. And I started like singing hooks for people and just making beats for people in the studio. He was like, yo, you're dope. Like, you know, if you want to just come to the studio and just like work up here, you can. And at the time, you know, I had nowhere to live. So then I guess he found that out. He's like, I mean, if you want to stay here too, like you can. So I was literally living in the, in the studio, um, writing songs, producing songs. And then this is before I learned how to engineer, you know, someone came in and they were like, yo, I'll pay you $50 an hour to, um, teach me how to engineer. And I had no idea how to engineer, just how to make beats. But I was like, I'm 18. I'm not turning down $50 an hour. So I was literally teaching myself how to engineer as I was teaching this person. So I basically kept going with that. And like over time, I was like, work- I was working with hundreds of artists um, in the DMV area, writing, producing, engineering, helping them with their their marketing, their graphic design, their prints, their music videos, like their entire rollout. I was doing this in service of so many other artists. And so, you know, obviously I'm taking all that information and figuring out how I I could apply it to myself. At the same time, uh, Carlos, we called him Los, he started managing my band too. So this, that was kind of where the progression of us just being like a local, like high school band started to become, um, you know, doing music videos and releasing records and playing more and more shows. And it became, you know, he was like our first investor. He put like, money into us. Like we got obviously free studio time. We got band gear. We got everything, mm. right? All we had to do was like show up and like be our best selves um, as much as we could. Cause we were some like just young kids, just like doing bad things all the time. But um, that was like, you know, our first manager investor, like it wasn't a label by any means, by any means, but like, it was definitely kind of in that direction. And yeah, like, that those kind of four or five years um, was my incub- incubator of just like literally living in a recording studio, making as much music as I could for myself and for like hundreds of other artists, but then also being in a band and performing live three to four times a week. So like my life was completely musically oriented and related. And I still, it's not like I was making money at this time. Right. So it was still a matter of survival. Like we'd be up in the studio to like two or 3 a.m., We'd walk to McDonald's, order like six things off the dollar menu, come back, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, had a session with an artist and rinse and repeat, you know? So um, over time, we started to build up like our notoriety in the DMV area. Obviously the same thing happened for me as an individual artist. And um, yeah, just like things things kept growing. I eventually got, uh, I guess, fast forward to 2014. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, I, where, where did they grow to? 
Like where, yeah, where was yeah, that pinnacle we, for you? Yeah. It, well, well, with the band, like, you know, kind of one of our peak things was like, we started to do, we started to perform at like the Fillmore, like mm. pretty often. Right. And like okay. the 930 club, these are like, you know, 2000 cap venues and yeah. our area, but like our, our following was still very local, but like we were doing these shows very consistently. And so in 2014, I entered a songwriting competition through <clears throat> Guitar Center. And out of 30,000 applicants, I made it to the top 10. So they flew me out to LA. Wait, 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 game. what year, what year was this? This was 2014. I think I remember that competition. Do you? I swear, bro. Me and Guitar you- Center are like peanut butter and jelly, number one. I yeah. grew up going to Guitar Center on Ventura in Los Angeles. Okay. Ventura in, Sher- in Sherman Oaks, bro. Yeah. Religiously, religiously, mm-hmm. dude. And I would be in, I would be fucking, I'd be in all the crevices of GC, GC studios, going to the DW workshops. And mm-hmm. I remember that competition. Wow. I remember that. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, that was only the third one. That was only the third one. So, um, it was early for sure. And yeah, they flew me out to LA. Like they gave me all this free gear. A lot of the stuff I still use today. Um, wow. I did like, it was my first time in LA too. Um, we, <clears throat> we did it. We all performed. It's 10 of us that performed at Hotel Cafe. Um, I didn't win the competition, but I got like the, I got the consolation prize. You know what I'm saying? I got the consolation prize. So I was like, listen, being number t- number two out of like 30,000 people to apply, like I wasn't supposed to be here. Like I'm, I'm with it, you know? But after that, I kind of manifested um, being in LA. And I was like, I got to be out here. I got to, you know, get out here and grind. And so the following year, I basically got recruited by Will Smith's team to write and produce for Will, for Jaden, for Willow. And um, basically, um, yeah, January 2015, I moved out to LA with a hundred bucks. I was sleeping on my friend's floors while going, you know, to their house to work on music with them every day, literally driving. You didn't care. You just didn't care. You're like, whatever it takes. Yeah, because like, you know, a lot of people never leave their hometowns first and foremost. Thankfully, I already had like the experience of traveling, you know, at an early age. So I knew that there was more out there for me. But then there are a lot of people that are like, oh, LA is expensive and da, 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 da. I grew up in a town called Laurel, Maryland. I was like, listen, if I can be broke in Laurel, like I can be broke in LA. At least I know that there's way more opportunity for me to make money out there than here. There's nothing happening over here, you know? So that was, that was the grind. And, um, yeah, I was literally driving from orange County to Calabasas every day. Finally moved to Hollywood, uh, with my homies was moving, was going from there to Calabasas every day. Um, eventually got linked up with Diane Warren. So I was writing and producing with her, which led to like sessions with like huge artists, like, you know, Rihanna, the weekend, uh, big Sean, LO cool J, like so many different um, incredible artists that she was working with. And that was like my introduction to the music industry in general. And that, I think, you know, I really owned my craft in kind of those earlier years, but those first years of being in LA was where it was all put to the test. And it was like, okay, this is no longer about like, all right, you're dope, make music and hopefully people like it. It was like, no, like you're on the clock. Like you have to make something that people like, like, this is really a test of your ability and all the work that you've, you've put in. And I would say that I fared very, like fairly well throughout that entire process, but it definitely accelerated, um, you know, my creativity and my seriousness just about 
you know, mastering my craft as well. So um, in that process, I also started to see what the real music industry was like in terms of artists like getting paid from these things too. So what's up guys. Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.